0: Welcome to the Joel Beasley Tech and Science Podcast.
1: Yeah, when I was doing the research for this episode, I didn't know that you had done the military. Like military was using this. That, that's a great use case. And when when they were telling me portable, my first thought was I just did this special episode with a guy named Alexander. And the episode was titled like wartime leadership because he was running an engineering company. They find engineers and you hire the engineers through them. They're called lemon.io, but he has that company and it was based in Ukraine. And then the war happened. And then like he came to New York, but a large part of their company still in Ukraine and they were working out of a bomb shelter. And I was like, this is fascinating. Every day these people go to work at a bomb shelter and they're software engineers. And it was a really interesting episode. But the reason why I thought about that is because a lot of the lakes in Ukraine are saltwater. And so if you had this portable device you know if they're fleeing their country or you know whatnot that could be super useful to them to survive
0: absolutely that's that's a use case we would love to serve as well and we have gotten so many calls from people in ukraine or organizations giving aid to ukraine wanting prototypes wanting whatever we have now and it just it hurts but we don't have you know it hurts that we don't have prototypes that we can be sending right now we don't have any prototypes at that level beyond just our tests yeah yeah That's, we think that's a great application. And there's so many places like that where a lot of the water's salty. You know, a lot of the groundwater in the American Southwest is like that. Mexico, Brazil, salty groundwater, a lot of salty surface water.
1: Yeah, and then you mentioned that the sailors have this reverse osmosis system. What's your system? Why is it different? How is it better?
0: Yeah, so reverse osmosis, the way I explain it is that it's basically filtration. So, with regular osmosis, you've got water flowing through a semi-permeable membrane, we all learned that in science class, but it flows from the fresh side to the salty side, so you'll make the fresh water salty if you just let it happen. So you reverse the process by shoving a ton of pressure on the salty side, and you push out clean water through this porous membrane, it's it's like a filter. To do that, you need high pressure, you need like 800 psi, and so you need some high-pressure pumps and plumbing, and that all takes a lot of power so to run that you need you know a generator you need a lot of batteries or just like a ton of solar if you've heard that desalination is expensive and energy intensive that's that's kind of why you have to push water through this membrane at really high pressure and also they go bad they clog you know just like any filter will they have to be replaced so what we're doing fits in the category of an electro membrane process so in desalination you've got got three broad categories there's reverse osmosis, there's distillation, which is oiling, distilling, and then there's electromembrane. Reverse osmosis and distillation, that's 95% of desalination. There are some niche electromembrane processes that work by basically passing water through a channel and sucking out salt and the bacteria with electricity. So it's great, you don't have the filter problem. Um, You can be more efficient in some settings and there's a bunch of these different technologies. Electrodialysis is a, is a popular little, and CDI is another one you hear of. They all have kind of their trade-offs in their niche that they're really good for. One thing that's unaddressed is is a technology that's electromembrane, You know, uses electricity to suck salt and bacteria out of the water. They can remove the salts and the bacteria, the total dissolved solids and the total suspended solids, in other words. So our technology can do that, and that's what's novel about it. So you've kind of got an electromembrane process, no filters, that can compete with reverse osmosis in a different set of ways than any of the other existing processes. So it can have some real advantages, like depending on the setting. For urban scale, municipal scale desalination, the most efficient is still reverse osmosis. And we've not, us or any of the other electromembrane processes, we haven't cracked efficiency cracked the reverse osmosis efficiency yet. Is it just you haven't cracked it at that scale or? At that scale, exactly. So at that scale, um, the metric is watt hours per liter. Reverse osmosis is doing like four watt hours per liter at that mega scale. At the small scale, you know, they're, they're struggling to get close to 10. And we're undercutting that at the really small scale.
1: Where are you at on the small scale?
0: Yeah, we're, we're around 10.
1: So you guys are like similar we're really similar what's the benefit then why would i choose this system over the other system
0: yeah so if you if we can get to parity with the efficiency then you know you have the opportunity to ditch all the other woes of reverse osmosis you're not changing membranes ah. every time if you've got like a the most portable reverse osmosis device on the market is like 50 to 75 pounds and it's quite large. It's like bigger than a carry-on suitcase. And uh, every time you replace the one membrane, it's 300 bucks. And it's all high-pressure plumbing, so it's quite difficult to do that. You've gotta, you've gotta have some savvy to be able to service that machine. So if you think about our device, it's, it's gonna be 20 pounds, so it's less than half the size, and that, that matters if you're carrying it long distances. No filters to change. And then the ease of use is so huge. Uh, so first of all, there's the ease of use of changing the filters massively better because there's no filter to change, but then just operating it, you've got this device with reverse osmosis. You have to run this thing at 800 PSI. You've got a generator, you're starting, you're adjusting pressure. You're watching a you gauge you have to keep it in this range and it's extremely noisy. You're, you're talking like 76 plus decibels, it's freeway level noise. So it's kind of just like this bulky difficult to use device. And they can't get smaller, and they can't get quieter, and they can't get easier to use. So we're coming in at, you know, half the size, hopefully half the cost. So much easier to use, and and get rid of the filth, uh, the the membrane replacement problem. We think it'll be a lot more accessible for for users who want to have one in their home, or take one in their RV, or on their boat.
1: It sounds like the bullet points that'll be on the front of the box, right? It's easier to service, it's half the way you can carry and transport it, low maintenance, no filters. What type of maintenance would it have? Like what type of maintenance does it have?
0: So what you have with this electromembrane process is that you're sucking all the salt and bacteria to one side of the channel, and then you're pulling all the clean water out of the other side of the channel. You get some buildup on on the one side of the channel of of all the stuff all the particulates and stuff so what we can do is, is it is actually self-clean so it's an electrode a positive side and a negative side so if we reverse the polarity and reverse the flow it can clean itself out we've been using the same membranes for like five years just in our lab tests and no issues no signs of fading so we don't anticipate any maintenance is the short answer
1: that's awesome man and so, where are you at as far as making this a business? Do you have
0: orders? Are you still coming
1: up with the first high production version?
0: Yeah. So on the on the technical side, we're we're working on getting the scale up. We're doing we're doing one liter per hour right now, and the military spec is ten liters. They want ten liters per hour. Um, we think we have customers at five liters per hour. So that's probably where we'll enter. You know, it's like one and a third gallons hour. That's, that's enough for most survival circumstances for like a family. So that's on the technical side. For the business, we are, yeah, we're we're looking for customers right now. So we've got a few hundred people who are subscribing to our newsletter and saying we want to pre-order when we can pre-order. We've not started taking money yet because we, we just want to be really sure we have our, you know, the product specs defined and our pricing defined before we Say here's the price. Put it down. You know, give us a deposit. But we're hopefully by the end of the year, we are taking money, and we're optimistic those pre-orders will go out. Well.
1: well, put me on that list, unless if it's like an incredible industrial, like hundred thousand dollars. That's a, that's a little bit <laughs> much for for me to play around with as a toy. But if it's something that you know the camping enthusiast community, wilderness type people, or something that like a family would buy, if it was in that price point. That's an easy yes. Is it just on the homepage? How do people sign up if they want to know?
0: So yeah, if you go to the homepage at the bottom in the footer, there's like, uh, you know, putting your email, subscribe to the newsletter, and it'll ask you when you do that. Do you want to pre-order when that's available? There's also a contact form on the contact page where you can reach out if you're an investor or a media person or somebody who wants more info. What's the website? Oh, it's nonahysontechnologies.com. N-O-N-A, Technologies.com But yeah, it's not a, we're not talking industrial machine pricing. We want to be priced at parity with other emergency preparedness devices like a portable generator. Okay. Yeah. One to $2,000. That's where we're going to put the first unit. Dude, I'd totally
1: buy one of those for that price range. Like I said, I live out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And I've got a freshwater stream that runs through my property year round. And I always ask my wife, I'm like, should we like dig a well, like have a well dug or something? Because we have city water, even though we're out in the middle of nowhere. I was like, but if the city water goes off for whatever reason, we have this freshwater stream, but like, how are we going to filter the water? So we've actually, we have all sorts of different uh, short term Uses right. There's like tablets you can put in. There's these survival systems that you can hang on a tree and like run water. But they're all they all have this like finite lifespan, and they all have their ups and downs. But it would be totally cool to have that like as part of your preparedness package.
0: Yeah. Hey, we'll send you one. You could be a beta tester. There you go. For your for your use case, I mean, I think you talked about some of those other solutions. If you've got plentiful fresh water on the surface. You know, there's much cheaper ways to do it. Like you mentioned. Now they're all gonna yeah, they're all gonna be more finite than our system would be. Oh yeah. Will it filter fresh water? Like will it still
1: purify it or will it only deals with salt water? Because you said it removes bacteria. Yeah, it'll it'll
0: treat fresh water too. Oh, cool. This is why the military is interested. It's like a catch all device. You don't really know what's in the water. Could be salty, could have bacteria, but this is just like the one stop shop to to take out everything. Yeah. So for your use if you have one of our devices you're uber prepared we think it makes more sense value wise if you like for someone who is on the gulf of mexico and like the waters definitely should be salty but hey would love to give you a device too now that'd be
1: super cool i like how you guys made it like the od green like the military style color too it looks pretty sweet it's got by the way this is me seeing it for the first time
0: yeah that's what we're that's what we're going for we uh, are working with industrial designers we've got some industrial designers on our team. We've got some mentors who we haven't officially signed yet, so I won't disclose, but from some really top-notch consumer electronic companies. Johnny Ive just left Apple, so maybe... (laughs) Am I letting the cat out of the bag? It's not Johnny Ive, but uh, kind of in that genre, we think. So, yeah, we're trying to really make this a consumer product because, you know, there there are desalination devices that are out there right now. You can get them but they've got technical issues that keep consumers like you and me from buying them first of all you're going to pay at least five grand you've got the filtration problem they're super noisy they're huge they're intimidating to use and and they, they need a generator probably so we think if we can solve those technical issues and make it cheaper remove the filtration make it as easy to use as just a microwave then we can bring it into people's homes whereas now nobody has desalination in their homes that's kind of our hope. We want to we wanna set a really high bar for ourselves in terms of design. That rendering, the renderings you're seeing on the website right now are just about to be displaced by some more cool stuff. So, Oh, really? Keep an eye on the website. The design is ongoing. Cool.
1: I had a section of the conversation. I didn't go there because when I was doing my research, it was on large scale stuff. Like I was watching how people were choosing to build different types of plants on like a global map based off of like future needs and like water crises and like the, you know, 20s and late 30s and stuff like that of like, you know, 2030 and such. And then I was learning about how I didn't even think about this. When you're in a desert country, all your water is imported or at least most of it. And so looking at like the cost of the processing of the water and the transporting of the water and all of this stuff, it was a fascinating rabbit hole to go down to, to learn about this entire industry. So understanding where your product sits and how it's going to help, I think it's brilliant. It's a super excellent market. And I'm going to be on your newsletter, man.
0: Cool. Thanks. To be clear, it's kind of it's kind of part of our, our ethos to not over promise. So... There's maybe one strain of entrepreneur who would say, okay, we've got this desalination thing. Watch out world. We're going to like change it all. We're going to be in all those places. And we tend to take a little more, let our game do the talking approach. So those bigger plants, we don't see them in the future right now. But you know, our plan is to get into production with this first market that we know we can do well in and then self-fund development and see where it goes from there. Because obviously, like the big problems are the ones you're talking about. Those are the ones we really, we really want to address um, if we can. But I'm not, I'm not going out and saying, you know, we're going to solve that problem in in ten years. Give me ten million dollars. Uh, we don't want to set ourselves up for that.
1: No, I, I like that Elon Musk. I'll give you an example of one of his. He's got so many businesses and has made so many claims. Specifically, the brain computer. Interface things that he's working on, Neuralink. So he says, like, this is where we want to go, but here's the current commercial thing that allows us to make money, grow the company, and continue to explore new ideas. But you entering this very clear market so that you have a sustainable business, then you've got a million, you got infinite at bats to st- solve other problems. And that's the sweet spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, you used to understand, you said it much better than I did. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted to do.
1: Tell MIT I'll come lecture, but there's a fee. No,
0: you should <laughs> charge a fee, yeah.
1: But yeah, it's always fun to get to hang out and talk with people like you, Bruce, as you progress and hit milestones within the company, like you have your device out, things like that. Let us know, we'll have you back on the show because I think what you're doing is awesome. It's super interesting to me personally, and I'm more than happy to help you any way we can.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on this time. We'd love to come on again as we... You know, some of those milestones and yeah, just thanks for the opportunity. Great talking to you.